0: Uh, hi everyone. Welcome to the commentarians. Is this Prairie Home Companion? Husband Bulge is now a part of my permanent vocabulary. <laughs> I saw a squirrel. I am going to point out real quick, this is, to me is like the most disturbing scene in the entire movie. Stop listening right now and go watch Firefly. Hey, it's... this is my podcast. I'm sorry, sorry Joe. <laughs> we are saying that not only have we been wounded, we survive, and there's a God who heals these wounds jesus isn't about the isms uh he's about his kingdom yeah. because it is kind of like this idea that jesus died for all of our sins except when you had sex that jesus doesn't cover that Oh, hello everyone. Welcome to the Commentarians, a podcast where I invite a friend over uh, to watch a movie and we discuss the movie as we watch. This is uh, Coming Attractions episode number three. Now we're entering into the normal swing of things. This is how uh, this is going to work from now on. I know that last month I released both the Coming Attractions and the main episode uh, at the same time. Uh, from now on, this is how this is gonna work. Uh, we're gonna release the coming attractions episode on the 1st, and we're going to re- uh, release the movie episode on the 15th. So, uh, you still got a couple of weeks to catch up with that. So, uh, that's, uh, that's the first bit of news that I have for you. This is the coming attractions episode. In this episode, I will tell you what movie we're going to be watching, who we're gonna be watching it with. I'm gonna tell you a little bit about the movie, a little bit about the person, uh, and then just discuss Uh, stuff you might need to know about the movie before you get into it. So let's uh, start off, though, with uh, uh, social media. Uh, We finally got an official social media uh, information. I know that uh, we've been kicking around different, uh, p- emails and Twitter names and uh, et cetera, et cetera. So this is the official list of, uh, social media stuff. If you want to stream our episode online, you can find it at the If you want to find us on Facebook, we're at facebook.com thecommentarians the Uh, if you want to find us on Instagram, find us on instagram.com slash the if you want to email us, uh, email us at commentarianspod at gmail.com. That is CommentariansPod, not The CommentariansPod. There is no the in front of the uh, email address. And, of course, for Twitter, it is twitter.com slash commentarians88. Why 88? Because it's how fast the DeLorean needs to go to go back to the future. Figured it would be a nice little... Uh, uh, movie tie-in there, so, uh, commentarians88 on Twitter. Okay, uh, and finally, one last bit of news is, um, There's a new podcast coming out, uh, on, uh, or I suppose when you're hearing this, it came out yesterday on October 31st, a new podcast is released called sinister sisters pod. It is for women who love horror, uh, and they discuss a variety of horror related topics such as books, movies, comics, and TV. Uh, so far, uh, just like seeing what they've been posting on Twitter and stuff, they seem really, really cool. Uh, they are a, podca- a new podcast coming out, so I want to help them out. I want to get the name, their word out there about these ladies because it sounds like it's going to be a great podcast. By now, I would have already heard it, and I'm sure it is wonderful. So uh, check them out, Sinister Sisters. You can find them on iTunes uh, and anywhere uh, podcasts are found. So let's get into the movie now. Okay, so what movie are we going to be watching this month? None other than, uh, Disney's Moana from 2016. Uh, and we are going to watch it with Nathan Underwood, who is a writer. You can find his, uh, Facebook page on Facebook.com slash N8Miss. That is, uh, Facebook.com slash N, then the then the number eight, uh, then M-I-S-C, uh, And he is currently writing a book which will be released uh, in the next couple of months called Are You Worshiping? Uh, it seems like it's going to be a really fun and entertaining book. Uh, I've read other bits of his writings, and he's really, really great at it. So I can't wait for this book to officially be released. It sounds like it's going to be great. Uh, Nathan is a friend of mine. I'm helping him, uh giving him advice on how to start a podcast. He's helped me tremendously. He actually came up with the name, The Commentarians. Uh, so uh kudos to him for that. I really appreciate it. Uh, Uh, So he's the one sitting in uh, to watch Moana with me and discuss it. So let's get to know the movie. Moana, released in 2016, according to IMDb, in ancient Polynesia, when a terrible curse incurred by the demigod Maui reaches Moana's island, she answers the ocean's call to seek out the demigod to set things right. It is directed by Ron Clemens and John Musker, uh, screenplay by Jared Bush, and starring Audi Caravallo and Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, to be more clear, uh, MPAA-rated PG for peril, some uh, scary images, and brief th- uh, thematic elements. Uh, it had a budget of $150 million and grossed $248,757,044 uh, in the first year of its release. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a score of 96%, certified fresh, uh, and an audience score of 89%. Uh, the general uh, consensus is with the, t- with the title character as three-dimensional, as its uh, lush animation and the story, that adds fresh depth to the, to the Disney's time-tested formula. Moana is truly a family-friendly adventure for the ages. According to Plugged In, they gave it a score of 4 out of 5 plugs. That's very good. Uh, and they say, The film's message of striving to make your mark, dreaming your dreams, and overcoming your obstacles are equally familiar. Those themes definitely reinforce the film's upbeat and unmiss- uh and unmissable girl power vibes, but not so much that young boys would likely be too put off by it. Meanwhile, parents are th- treated to yet another popcorn-munching pick full of fantastic magic, seasoned with do-the-right-thing uh, wishes and just a dash of buy-this-Disney-plush-toy commercialism. Um The movie's mythological milieu, or they go on to say, the movie's mythological milieu perils what we might parallels what we might expect to see in similar stories about Greek or Roman gods and goddesses. But for Christian parents who want to engage fully with this this film's narrative, there are plenty of compare and contrast observations to be made about how Moana's spiritual outlook overlaps a bit with Christianity, and where it differs significantly from it. So that's your reviews for the movies. Uh, and, uh, finally, I wanted to let you know about, uh, a Vanity Fair article, uh, that I'm going to post on the Facebook page and in the, uh, in the show notes, uh, so you can follow that. Uh, Vanity Fair wrote a whole story about the production of Moana, uh, basically how the, uh, the directors of the movie, when they brought it to Disney, Uh, Disney kind of, uh, had a little bit of pause for making a movie from a, you know, a Polynesian culture because Disney has a reputation of not being very sensitive to other cultures. Uh, we have, um, Peter Pan's What Would the Red Man Say? Uh, we have Aladdin and just, when they when they depict other cultures other people they don't usually use people voice actors from that uh race or 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 nationality and so it just doesn't come off right and then they use uh they kind of they have in the past been really condescending to other cultures so uh they were really they really had a lot of pause about uh, making a movie like this one So they told the directors, uh, John Musker and Ron Clemens, that they had to travel to the Polynesian Islands and study the culture, talk to people, uh, figure out how to make this movie not just uh, culturally accurate, but also culturally uh, respectful. And so that's what they did. They went and they got together with a bunch of, uh, anthropologists and cultural, uh, practitioners. Actually, let me read this excerpt from the Vanity Fair article. Musker and Clements, uh, 2011 trip to Polynesia, the first of many, led to the birth of what they would later name the Oceanic Trust, consisting of a group of anthropologists, cultural practitioners, historians, linguists, choreographers from islands including Samoa, uh, Tahiti, and Fiji. This group was in, integral in shaping some of the finest details uh, of Moana, from character design to song lyrics. And they certainly understand the skeptics who raised eyebrows when the marketing materials from Moana were first re- released. Uh, so, So, as I just read, they really wanted to be respectful of the culture and not offend them. And so uh, this article talks about things like how Maui, the Dwayne, the Rock Johnson's character, how his first design was a short, fat, bald, you know, demigod. Kind of the same basic idea, just short, fat, and bald. Uh, and so the Polynesian people that they were talking to said that that's not at all what they pictured as far as Maui, because Maui was a really strong guy, so he should appear like a strong character. Also, a lot of his power comes from his hair, and so the uh, CGI department really didn't want to animate hair because it's really, really hard, but because it was so important culturally, they added it to Maui um and so now we have the character that of Maui that we have today uh other things were like even like funny things like uh there's a scene where Moana has uh, has a vision of her ancestors uh being voyagers and they're sailing these giant boats far far into the ocean and at first those characters those uh those ancestors of hers wore beautiful head headdresses and face paint and, uh, you know, these uh, cultural uh, clothing uh, that were accurate, uh, certainly to the culture, but they were informed that that is not what they would wear to go out fishing or sailing. Uh, so they had to change the outfits that they would be sa- sailing in just to be more accurate uh, to what they would do. Uh, what they would actually wear when they went out fishing. And so now we have that in the movie. Uh, and then, uh, finally, of course, was, were the voice actors that they used. They used people from the region, Samoans and, uh, people from Fiji and, uh, people from New Zealand. Uh, they, again, a lot of things in Hollywood, a lot of movies in Hollywood kind of, Um, use white characters or white actors to play minority characters, and it's a little offensive. So uh, I remember Tubo and the Two Strings, I think it was called, uh, was uh, a a movie based in, uh, I forget where, um, Japan maybe. I, I should have looked it up before, but it was it really offended a lot of people because a lot of the Asian characters were played by white folk and the story, this real legend, this real story that people like, you know, have been passing down for generations. They altered it to fit their own story and people were really offended by that. So that, uh, Disney didn't want to do that with this movie so they had all of the they they tried their best to make it as respectful and as uh you know uplifting as possible uh and encouraging to this culture and then finally, of course, uh was the uh uh was the music, uh who the composer was Mark uh Mancina and uh, lin Manuel Miranda was a songwriter. They uh they t- they brought on Opitala Fowl, uh who uh who was Samoan and he uh wrote a lot of the non English lyrics to a lot of the music. So he helped in crafting the music for the for the movie to really add that extra little cultural uh, beauty to this movie, uh, beauty and accuracy to this movie. So, again, uh, wonderful movie. I'm a big fan. Um, what we, uh, A little bit of information about the recording, which we already did. A few problems. So, there's a scratching throughout the whole episode that I couldn't get rid of. I thought I heard it at the beginning and I tried to fix it and I thought I did but then it just uh, listening back I could hear it throughout the whole episode so I apologize for that I hope it's not too annoying uh also <laughs> this is my fault um I saw I I'm I'm going through this uh thought process about um Story structure, and I'm reading some Joseph Campbell about mythology and, uh, and storytelling and stuff. And I have this theory about how the reason everybody's telling the same story in every culture and every religion is because they're basically telling the story of Jesus. And anyways, so I try to explain it in the recording. And for a bit there at the beginning, I go off on this really nonsensical rant that i don't think uh you know i i just cringed when i heard it on the when i was playing it back so i hope you don't mind it it's i hope it's not too terrible i hope you forgive me for that um but uh, yeah, anyways, as soon as you get past it, everything else is great. We had great conversations about it. and then I even later on, when I go back to the theory, I actually explain it better and I, I just think that it's uh, it turned out okay. I think it I hope you guys liked the episode. Uh, but that's about it. Uh, that's all I have for you. Uh, thank you guys for listening. I hope you like the movie uh, but just a reminder what you got. Ain't nothing new. The country's hard on people. You can't stop what's coming. It ain't all waiting on you. That's vanity. You've been listening to The Commentarians Podcast, a Raven Creek Social Club production. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you like what you heard, please leave us a review on iTunes. If you'd like to support our show, visit our Patreon page, at patreon.com slash commentarians. Thank you for listening, and until next time, remember, movies are a reflection of our lives, and of other people's lives, and we get to experience them together. Come back to the movies with us. We love sharing them with you.